Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include predictions, 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 and the latest wholesale inflation data. Today's podcast is brought to you by Simple Nexus, an Encino company and award-winning developer of mortgage technology for today's modern lenders. Nexus Closing delights home buyers with a convenient, single sign-on experience that makes it possible to close a loan from anywhere. With workflows that support traditional, hybrid, and full e-closings, the modern convenience of Nexus Closing empowers lenders to hand over the keys on a high note. Learn more at simplenexus.com. It's generally believed that a slowing economy, aka a recession, leads to lower rates. Some people have been predicting a recession for a few years, and it becomes a little tiresome. At some point, there will be agreement that things have slowed, like small business optimism is now, and they'll be right. Meanwhile, it's hard to have a recession when the labor market, housing prices in much of the nation, consumer spending, and credit availability remain as strong as they are. At this point, rates probably won't drop much in the near future, and vendors and lenders can't sit there wringing their hands waiting for things to get better on their own. Are lenders suddenly going to make huge margins on lots of volume in the second half? Are LOs, who are doing two to three loans a month in the first half, suddenly going to do four to six? Are vendor reps suddenly going to double their clients? Are rates going to plummet? (laughs) Are the number of houses for sale going to skyrocket? You know, there's plenty of questions out there that we don't have the answers to. I'm asked all the time by my friends where I think rates will be in six months. My answer, after I'd say that I can't even predict where I'm going to have lunch tomorrow, is always the same. Higher or lower or possibly the same. Or sure, one can have a prediction until a ship becomes stuck in the Suez Canal or a pandemic occurs. Rather than an interview today, I I reached out to James Headball over email, who's a grizzled capital markets veteran, to talk about interest rate predictions. He replied that the interest rate markets have a way of humbling almost all the experts, and the very first thing you learn in secondary marketing is that you shouldn't take a view on where rates are headed, because half the time you're wrong anyway. In the fourth quarter last year, the armchair prognosticators were predicting that we'd see rates come down by the end of 2023. However, that simply does not appear to be the case, as many LOs are originating in the 7% range currently. The Federal Reserve, in its attempts to control inflation and cool a very strong economy, have raised Fed funds three times in just in 2023 alone, with another 25 base points increase predicted for July's meeting and a window left open for another increase before the end of the year. He says he continues to read, however, that inside the world of mortgage banking, opinions express that rates will not only come down, but when do you expect it to happen? Based upon what data? Are their views speculative, biased, or just hopeful? I challenge these prognosticators as to why mortgage rates are positioned to fall. What leads them to predict that? I'm sure some opinions are based in fundamentals, such as the Fed raises rates to control inflation, Money's taken out of the economy, the economy cools, Fed cuts rates, and mortgages come down to some predicted level. A lot of the predictions out there are not rooted in actuality, but rather rooted in exuberance for mortgage banking. Here's some additional perspective. 
None of the macro data even hints at a reduction of short-term interest rates. Current inflation is around 4%, with the Federal Reserve's target set at 2%. Economists have modeled that unemployment would need to reach as high as 7% in order for inflation to come down to 2%. However, June's unemployment report had very little change from May's, with the current rate at 3.6%. Remember, when an economy slows, jobs are not created. Historically, they're lost. Everything points to the Fed being hawkish in its monetary policy for the remainder of the year. Anyone predicting where interest rates will be in the future would need to start by predicting where the federal funds rate needs to be in order to see inflation that's appealing to the Fed, but then ultimately how long rates need to remain there. When is it warranted to reduce borrowing rates under recessionary fears? These are two almost impossible questions to answer, since the number of variables that you need to get right, coupled with unpredictable world events, play such a strong role in forecasting interest rates. As has been said before, a year from now, rates will either be higher, lower, or the same. Yesterday's report on the Consumer Price Index for June brought good news. Headline consumer price inflation cooled versus May, increasing 0.2% over the month and 3.0% over the past year, the slowest rate in more than two years. Excluding food and energy prices, core CPI increased 0.2% over the month, the smallest monthly increase in core inflation since February 2021, and consumer price inflation is now just one-third of the level it reached a year ago. Good news for consumers, the markets, and the Fed. The report likely isn't enough to stop the Fed from going ahead with its well-signaled interest rate hikes this month, as there's still a 92% probability of a hike priced in. After the June jobs report showed wage increases still running hot, but yesterday's inflation report does raise doubts about whether more hikes will be forthcoming. The implied likelihood of another increase in November fell to 26.8% from 42.4% on Tuesday. Markets continue to be at odds with the Fed's projected policy tightening. Inflation has been moderating on the heels of severe tightening by the Fed, but core inflation printed at 4.8% in June still a far cry from the Fed's 2% target. Speaking of the Fed, it released its beige book for June yesterday, describing overall economic activity as having increased slightly since the May report. Five Fed districts saw a slight or modest growth, while five saw no change and two reported slight declines. Consumer spending was mixed, with some pressure on discretionary spending. Tourism was robust, and demand for hospitality services is expected to remain strong during the summer. Auto sales were little changed, while manufacturing improved in six districts and weakened in the other six. Lending softened, but demand for residential real estate remained solid. Employment increased modestly, while growth in prices was also described as modest. Related to inflation, the report said that price expectations were generally stable or lower over the next several months, and some districts noted reluctance to raise prices because consumers had grown more sensitive two prices. Today's economic calendar kicked off with two key economic releases. Jobless claims, which came in at 237,000, lower than expected, and wholesale inflation for June, which came in up 0.1%, versus expectations of a 0.2% month-over-month increase. The other primary event for the market is the final leg of the mini-refunding, consisting of an auction of $18 billion of reopened 30-year bonds. 
The markets will also receive remarks from San Francisco Fed President Daly and Board Governor Waller. We begin the day with agency MBS prices better by an eighth. The 10-year yielding 3.83 after closing yesterday at 3.86%, and the two-year, which a week ago was north of 5.10%, is at 4.66% after the producer price numbers. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. If you see me talking to myself, just move along. I'm self-employed, and we're having a staff meeting. <laughs> Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Simple Nexus, the homeownership platform that unites the people, systems, and stages of the mortgage process into one seamless end-to-end solution that spans engagement, origination, closing, incentive compensation, and business intelligence. To learn more about Simple Nexus and Encino Company, visit simplenexus.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.